Today on The Breakdown, it's a million dollars on the bubble of this tournament. We are not on the bubble, but a million dollars on the bubble of this $300,000 super high roller event, and we are at the final table. And it is Justin Bonomo, the number two all-time money winner in history. Also, Alex Foxen, top five GPI player, number one for quite a while recently. And Bill Klein, maybe the richest, best businessman? It's up for debate, but he's certainly in the top two, and no one would debate that. All three of these guys are going to play a tri-way hand. That's right. It's a threesome. And, well, everyone's got strong hands, but one, one of these players has got a very strong hand. And let me just say, there will be blood, there will be tears, and there will be some pain. Get ready for some salty, salty poker action right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Oh, sure. So what's the difference? How do you how do you clarify the difference? Well, when we put salt, when we add salt to a dish, mm. it uh, increases the flavor. It often makes it more desirable, much like... Uh, Lipstick. <laughs> that, that made me make a weird face when yeah. you said that. <laughs> what, what's so weird about me saying that? I don't understand. I, I, don't know. I, I didn't like it. No. I, don't know, I don't know how to explain it. I just didn't like yeah. it. Well, if we just rewind to get back to the adds flavor to the dish, makes it more desirable. That's better. I like. Looks I like. like uh, sorry. Go ahead. I won't. I won't. No, please, there. please say no. Say no, the thing you're gonna say. Garter, I'd like to a hear a garter belt. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow that's less creepy. Yeah, it is I don't know why. Bit. It just is it's slightly, slightly. But they're both. They're not, I mean, anyway, they're both levy e. Let's say that. Okay, I'll take it. That means you're creepy. Whatevs. I, you know, it. I think a lot of life is about owning what you are. Don't you think? You really want to walk down this? Path? Don't you think? <laughs> and what you are is creepy. Well, I don't think I'm creepy. But do people who are creepy think they're creepy? Yes, I think they do. Some of them they do. They know they're creepy. No, And not. I don't think I am, so I'm not. I don't think all of them know they're creepy. Oh, they all know. I mean, the thing is this. There's the people who are clearly creepy. There's the debatably creepy guys. I'm doing air quotes with that, of course. And then there's the non-creepers. I think the debatably creepy guys, you know, some of them wonder if they're creepy. But, and they don't know themselves because it's debatable. You know, some so are people you, would say, are you debatable? I think I'm debatably creepy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, okay. like you can, it sort of depends on uh, the situation, maybe the circumstance. I'm not what sure. You, where, the, uh, the tone. I don't where know. do you put me in that area? I don't think there's anything debatable for you. So non-creepy, I'm going with then. I'm going with I'm non-creepy. Not, I'm not clear how to respond without more tears <laughs> from you. Yeah, More tears. I do often cry on the podcast. You silently weep. Yeah. It's a skill. What do you mean? <laughs> it's a skill. To never like let out a yelp or oh, a wail. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. No, because a lot of people don't realize. Because you're often like, you're crying, but you sure sound like you're having a blast on this show, you know? Yeah, like, it's pretty la- good. like last podcast we did, I was like... Uh, I was like, I think this is kind of a strange three bet by Sean Winter, and you were like, I think it's a perfectly good three bet. Yeah. And then I started crying, yes. really hard. It was because you, you disagreed with me, but nobody could hear it. No, no, nobody they would could, not know. Yeah, 
And then I even said stuff like pretty soon after I got it together. I said mm-hmm. another sentence. I kept crying. And then I, it slowly dissipated until yet again, you disagreed with me slightly on, <laughs> on like turn sizing or something. Yeah. And then the crying started up again. In fairness, or not, maybe not fairness, but in, I, I think it should be said that, of course, I was getting you water. I got you a tissue mm-hmm. while this was going on because I can see that you're crying and that you're upset. But you fake it really well. Uh-huh. And I think that's an important skill, especially, you know, as you're married with a, with a daughter now. You're going to need that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lots, gonna, of, lots of crying. Yeah. So let's, let's make me cry again. Sounds good. By, uh, by watching these elite players and Bill Klein play. And that's not oh, supposed to be a shot at Bill Klein. It felt like a shot at Bill Klein. I know it does. It does feel like a shot at Bill Klein. I think it would be a shot at Bill Klein if he called himself a pro. And he was playing in these super high rollers, and we were like, this is just the worst of the super high rollers. But he's a businessman. He knows he's not as good as Alex yes. Fox and Justin Bonner. Of course he knows that. Yeah. He's no fool. Um, but yeah, he's not an elite player, right? You would not no. classify both. No one thinks he's an elite player. Right. Come on. But everybody thinks Alex Foxen is, and everybody thinks Justin Bonomo is. Well, yeah. Justin Bono, as, as stated at the top of the show, the number two all-timer when it comes to tournament poker winnings. You know, by the way, how much that is? Take a guess, because of course you don't know. Forty-seven million, close but more. Fifty million, fifty-five. Wow, number two at fifty-five. That's pretty good. It really is. It's pretty damn good. Those numbers have gotten so crazy. I with know the it's advent all these, of the high rollers. The high rollers, yeah. It obviously inflates the numbers. When Jamie Gold won the World Series of Poker, I think he was immediately the number one guy. Yeah, and he won twelve million dollars. That's like his. I think even now his like all-time tournament winnings are like twelve point two million dollars or something. So, um, he's obviously way out of the top. What I don't know if he's in the, he's probably in the top hundred still, but you know, but yeah, what it's like things have really changed with this stuff. I mean, I guess hundred k, two hundred k, three hundred k buy-ins will do it. Yeah. Million dollar buy-ins will do it. Yeah, I don't really understand how the GPI works, but so maybe it's similar. But I'm remembering the site I used to track on the tournament winnings on for online play back in the golden days of poker was uh, uh, OPR. Do you remember OPR? Of course. They had some underlying algorithm that did it where it wasn't just directly ROI or anything. It, like, it had some algorithmic way to determine the difficulty level of a tournament based on field size and buy-in and stuff like that. And that added different uh, variables, I o- think. OPR also did cash game ratings, didn't they? I, th- I, I don't think, think they did. I think oh, Shark- no? it was, that's just Sharkscope. Oh, okay. One, maybe, maybe I'm thinking of Sharkscope. I remember Sharkscope as, at the time, I was a winning cash game player. Like, a significant, like I was making a living yeah. playing online cash games like on PokerStars and stuff. And uh, Sharkscope, it made me distrust the whole thing because it had me as a losing player. Ah. And I was like, what, what do you mean? I did not, last month was a great month for me, and you're saying I lost all this money. Like, what the, like, so what does that mean about all the other people I'm looking up on Sharkscope? You right. Know? It was That's, a problem. I never used Sharkscope. But I, I mean, mostly just played tournaments. So yeah, it was always cool though to be up against a new player who seemed like they were doing stuff, and you like look up on Shark Scope and be like, "Oh, I see. Yeah, okay, this is what's going on." Yeah, that's what I did that in OPR all the time. It's yeah. like this dude just opened six times in a row and made these fancy plays and won all these hands. I better look him up on OPR and like one out of twenty times it was like this guy has like a thirty-eight percent ROI and a million dollars in earnings. Yeah, and but most of the time it was like. Oh, this guy is down eight thousand lifetime. Yeah, and exactly. The average buy-in is fourteen dollars, and this yeah. is this is going to work out great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so point being, there I, there was some underlying algorithm I that I don't understand fully that factored in all of these different things. Whether or not they're the correct inputs, that's the inputs they did, and I think the GPI is trying to do that, but. It feels like obviously using lifetime winnings is not a good metric for who's the best player. 
clearly. Of course not. No, I, I think the GPI just gives you points for how you do how you're doing for each event, and I think subtracts your buy-ins and stuff like that. I think it's just trying to do on a yearly basis. Okay. I think I think it's just an algorithm type deal, bro. Right. Obviously, it's an algorithm. Yeah, type deal, bro. Yeah. Anyway, it would be it would be cool if there was some more advanced algorithmic metric to track like who's actually good. I mean, there's a clear fix here. What Cardano? <laughs> wow, <laughs> had to get a crypto joke in there. <laughs> That's a little bit of a deep cut for those of you who are in the crypto world. I'm sorry. It's the it's the number three cryptocurrency, and it's not a fix in any way. It's just a fun. It's just a little joke. Because the, the joke is, of course, that people always say crypto fixes everything. So there it is. Ah, I see. Bitcoin fixes this as a classic Twitter yeah. non-meme. I think not this, actually. Probably not this. Yeah. Are you, are you in agreement that it would no. be at least interesting if there was some more exhaustive metric that tracked all, like, like for example, everything that's tracked in Hendon could, could be used as the data for it. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then that, whatever smart people created this algorithm could understand what metrics actually led to success and what means you're good and not. I mean, the problem, of course, is even Hendon, the only time anything gets reported is when you cash. So until, yes. you, until you fix that problem, that is a good there's point. no way to do so any if, of this. There would have to be, obviously, significantly more tracking of, of players. Like, every time you buy into an event, it has to be known and stuff like that. Exactly. Without yeah. that, it's all useless, which is why the online stuff can be better. Yeah. Than the, than the other stuff. Yeah, the online but, stuff knows all that, obviously. But all the live stuff is just a complete shit show. Like, they say this guy's a great cash game player. I don't know if he's a winning cash game player. They say he's yeah. a great tournament player. I don't know if he's a winning tournament player. That is just the deal. Right. You know, like, how many guys in the top 30 of all time, you know, all time on Hendon are winning players? I guess a bunch of them are. I don't think all of them are, you know? Probably one or two or not, but of the top thirty, I would guess, like to get to those numbers, you have to have had some significant ROI wins. You at some point, yeah. but then you know you can get a little in, underwater and get in trouble and make up and stuff gets weird, you know. I suppose. Also, a lot of them may be like barely making money, but their numbers look like they're way, way, way up. There could be a lot of that too. Possibly. I wonder. I wonder. It's hard to know. We should talk to. Some, we have a few contacts in that world, you know, who are put those some of those guys. We should ask them more about it and see if they want to spill some beans. Yeah. I'd like to know. Anyway, whatever. Um, it, the whole thing is shadowy and tough to, tough to know. All you can do is play your best and uh, don't let them exploit you, man. Right. I'm just saying, clearly the, the top two all-time money winners are good players. Yes. Um, but that's not, that's not necessarily a great metric. It is clearly not. Yeah. It's clearly not. Um, in this hand, we have Alex Foxen, who has been on top, I would say, in a lot of ways over for the last three, four years now. Yeah. It's really, really... Continue to stay up and uh, among the very, very best in the world. Uh, we have Justin Bonomo, who went on that hot run a while back and seems to, while he isn't running over the world anymore, seems to have never really left that perch once he sort of established yeah. himself as a top 10 type guy mm-hmm. in the world. And we have Bill Klein. Yeah. He's rich. He's, uh, he's got a mustache sometimes. Does he have a mustache? He's tall. Head? Yeah, I think he's pretty tall. Lanky. He's lanky as fuck. Lanky. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna you get doing? you a mustache update real quick. Really? Here. This is what it's coming. Oh, to? he's got a mustache. Okay, it's a significant mustache. Okay, so that that should inform us. It's a COVID mustache, maybe. On, but. on how we, that should inform us on how we we think people should respond to his place. Yeah, he's mustache Bill Klein. <laughs> maybe he thinks he's in disguise. <laughs> maybe <laughs> they'll never recognize me now. It's like when Phil Locke dresses the old guy in the World Series of Poker that one time. That was actually. Pretty good disguise, except that there were cameras on him the it, whole time. Well, still, you wouldn't know it's Phil Locke, though. Yeah. You think it's some old guy for some other reason, yeah. Right. But 
Yes, but still, it's like undercover boss, right? Like, oh, this new employee, and yet there are cameras and sound men everywhere following him around the yeah. whole time. Probably something's going on with this employee. Maybe I have to, I'm probably going to be on my best behavior around this employee, right? right? Of course. And I'm not going to be like, let's go, let me show you how to steal stuff from the break room. You know, you're not going to say that while the cameras are rolling, right? Yeah, you'd have to do undercover boss with the actual boss being the only person who had a camera and it being a secret camera. Yeah, and then and that's no illegal, one wants probably. that. That's probably illegal. Even if it wasn't, it's not going to be a good show. Yeah. Most of the time, right? Right. Yeah, so that's why Undercover Boss, more like Overcover Loss, you know? Crypto fixes it. <laughs> Cardano forever. Okay, let's go. Let's go to Discord. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about this hand on Discord. We have a Discord server. Mm-hmm. If you uh, go ahead and click the link in the description of this podcast, you can get to our server where we talk about these hands Every hand that we do, we post it, and we have a discussion thread open where you can chime in on your thoughts on the hand, and we will come in and respond, and so will other people. Mm-hmm. We also have a place where you can post your hands, general poker talk. It's a lot of fun. Uh, usually, the solvers uh, will post their work for these hands in, in Discord once it's done, but this is a three-way hand all the way, yes. so cannot be solved by nope. traditional solvers, and uh, we will not be doing solver work on this Nope. One. This is uh, old-school breakdown only with Grant Jensen and Jonathan Lever. Why did you do a weird I don't face? Know. He did not only a weird voice, but also a weird face. Yeah. Kind of oh. like he was trying to be like a Grant. smiling... Grant Jensen and Jonathan Lever, Serial yeah. killer type? No, just like the old guy who doesn't have teeth anymore in the Western <laughs> at the bar. Obviously. Obviously. He loves the music that's playing on the piano. He's like, oh, this is great. <laughs> you know, and gets shot at some point probably. The piano but, that plays itself. What is that called? Auto play piano? It's definitely know. not called auto, but I don't know. Player, is it just a player piano? Player piano, yeah. That's what it is. Well, this has been a fascinating first 14 minutes of the podcast, but let's dive in to the hand, wow, shall we? Way to shit all over the podcast. Yeah, I didn't The think podcast it, that you're part sometimes of. Sometimes the bits are better, sometimes they're worse. I, I don't know if we really were that entertaining. We meander down the golden path, we see what happens. It was pretty meandering that time. It doesn't always, you know, they can't all be first round picks. Here we are. Self-assessment has value. But not always. Maybe we should remember that. Especially public self-assessment. Yeah. Where, where you're self-assessing the product that you were trying to say, you should listen to this. I'm not saying they should listen to it. <laughs> I don't know. There are a lot of good podcasts out there. They okay. should consider other ones. Yeah, you guys should go listen to Planet Money instead. You guys, I like Planet Money. That's also, good. Thinking Poker is wonderful with Andrew Brokus. Yeah, let's, let's talk Nate about Mervis. Direct Competitor instead. <laughs> Great idea. I haven't listened to that in about seven years. Anyway, let's get into our thing. <laughs> hey, this hand was suggested by a bunch of people. Oh, yeah. Philip Ruthard, Magnet Carta, Tommy Reynolds, Jay Recker, Derek B23, and Casper Kwok. I imagine by the time uh, this comes out, it will have been suggested by more folks. So if you suggested it and you didn't, your name wasn't just called, just because we recorded it before we got your suggestion, yep. this is a showy hand. Yep. This is the deal. Right. You could suggest on Discord. There's a place to suggest hands. You could also do it on Twitter. We're the Poker Guys on Twitter. Yes, we are. All day. Every All right. Day. So this is an incredible bubble. We're not on it. There's still twice, twice the players need to go, or half the field needs to go away, plus one. There's seven remaining, and three players get paid, but the bubble is a million dollars. It feels like it's miles away, though, yeah. when there's seven left and three players. And they're deep. They're, yeah. they're, they're playing pretty deep here. So. And these are really good players. You're not going to have people just blowing up out of nowhere almost ever. So it's just like, you can't really worry about the bubble yet. Now, I'm not saying these players aren't thinking about it, but they should really try and leave that aside, because you're... You're probably hours and hours and hours away from actually the bubble burst. Yeah, it's interesting, though, psychologically, because yeah. I've played small field tournaments, I've played big field tournaments, and it feels different when 
the bubble is at three people and there's seven left than when the bubble is at 300 people and there's 700 left. Those yep. are different feelings, no even question. though they probably will take about the same amount of time most of the time. The e- thing is... Even the seven to three actually might take more time sometimes because you're going to end up in deeper spots. But, but of course, with the seven to three, you just need a few coolers and suddenly you're there. Yeah. And you, that's just not the case with the 700 to 300, right? So but, that's the thing. But pure numbers will take care of that anyway. You don't need the coolers to happen necessarily. Of course. But I'm saying like you could actually get there in, in 10 minutes yeah. if you get really lucky. You know? And once in a while, there's a final table and it's over in 33 yeah, minutes total true. because it's just cooler, 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 cooler. That's pretty rare, though. Of I've, course it is. I've been in a lot of small field bubble situations in my life. A lot. That's yeah. like what I specialized in for a long time as a professional poker player with small field tournaments. And uh, it always feels like this one's taken a really long yeah. time. Even though I've been there a million times, it always yeah. feels like this one's a long one. You it's know? interminable. Yeah. No question. So, yeah, it's saying, lo- but you can talk yourself into it. Is what I'm saying when it's seven to three, because like you can think, you can see the the path to it being over quicker. Right. That's all. But but it but in practice, it almost never is. Right. I agree. It just it feels like you can see it way more than the seven hundred to three hundred. Yeah. And it, of course, it's a million dollar bubble. It's a big a big deal. And notably in this tournament, the player who did bubble was very upset about it and Chris, was honest about it. Chris Brewer, uh, he bubbled, uh, and he, when he bubbled, he first uh, there was. I believe it was he. There was a flip not involving him, uh, where the short stack won the flip. It was fives against queen jack, and then the very next hand he got it in with ace queen suited again or ace queen maybe against like ten four suited and lost and was kind of apoplectic about it. And he had also apparently bubbled the last event, which was a two hundred k buy in uh, with ace king suited against like ten ten four suited or something like that. Right on the stone bubble as well. And he was just like super upset about it. Gave a memorable, apparently, interview on Poker Go about it. Um, but, was, but it was just emotional. It wasn't like it was problematic. Or right. Yeah. It was cool. Actually, he, you know, he really cares. No one doesn't like making a lot of money. So, you know. It's understandable to be upset that, to bubble the million-dollar bubble. Yeah, I would, I would think that that would be pretty... I remember, you know, like getting knocked out in lower stakes situations, but still felt like big stakes to me, you know. Yeah. Like um, 100 left in the monster stack. Millionaire Maker, I'm sorry, 100 left in the Millionaire Maker and, get, and getting knocked out and being like, kind of didn't really want to talk to him for two hours, you know? Mm-hmm. Just wanted to walk around the Rio with my head down, you know, because it sucked. And that was, you know, we were eons away from making real money. Like, you know, I think I got like $9,000, which doesn't suck, of course, but like first place was $1.1 million, And like, we were starting to smell all that money that was getting real, you know? And like, it was all gone. And mm-hmm. so like for, to go zero and a million being the two numbers feels like, Wow. You know, even if you have a, lot, a fair amount of money, that's like, wow. Yeah, that's significant. Maybe if you're Bill Klein, you don't care, but... Yeah, Bill Klein probably wouldn't I don't think be he cares. too upset. Nope. But, you know, that's his advantage in this game. That's right. Anyway. Bill Klein. Here we go. Seven remaining. Okay. Far from the bubble. Bill Klein's going to open the action. He's got 700,000 in front of him at 10K, 15K. So he's got nearly 50 bigs. Cool. Uh, he's going to open to 35K from the cutoff with 10 nine of spades. Michael Adamo. Now, this is actually, he's not going to play this hand as many as much as the other players, but this might be interesting based on a previous breakdown we've done between Klein and Adamo. He has 900K in front of him, so relatively deep. Has ace-queen off and just calls on mm-hmm. the button when Klein opens the cutoff. Yeah. So we had a whole argument about what you're supposed to do as Bill Klein with ace-jack off when Adamo yes. three-bets you That's in right. this exact scenario. Yes, we did. And uh, you, you thought calling was always bad. I did. I, I thought calling was better than folding by a significant margin, and four betting was probably best because it was a double. Mm-hmm. Um, 
this shows that Adamo does have some flats with pretty strong hands. This does not disqualify him from three betting with weaker hands than ace queen, though. That so is it's true. Not, it's not truly evidentiary of, of one thing or the other. No, but it does tell us some stuff about what he's putting in his value range for, um, for the three betting, right? Now, I'm not saying he never three bets ace queen here. I'm sure yeah. he does. But he's also, the fact that he's also calling with it means he's probably not three betting very much ace jack. Probably not three betting ace ten suited in the, in this spot against Bill Klein in position when they're this. Well, team. you could actually look at it the other way. Go and on. Say as Bill Klein with ace jack, if he is removing like half of his combos of ace queen at least, that's a lot of things that I'm dominated by that he's not. Oh, they're not in his hand for me to call against. Interesting point. And if he still does have the ace wheel suited type hands, then I get to dominate those. Yeah. You know, is actually kind of good in my favor. Oh, that's a that's a cool point. I would guess Adamo probably is balanced either way. You know, and so. It's probably as close as possible to making Bill Klein indifferent with his yeah. ace jack, really, you know, from a straight up EV point of view anyway, let alone the, the positional stuff and the who's better player stuff. But let's not revisit that too deep. No. Let's get into this because we got interesting stuff. Right. So it's cool, though, that he just flats here with ace queen. And, and to your point, that's, that's, that's interesting how it informs the other hand. It would have really changed the makeup of the tournament had he three bet this hand. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, you are correct. Um, at least for, for the time being. Alex Fox into something that I think is kind of interesting and maybe worth talking about. He's got 1.4 million, so almost 100 bigs, and he's in the small blind with Jack 10 off, and he calls. Is this a function of the small blind being a little bit bigger than normal because it's 10K, 15K, or is this just a normal play to make, to call with Jack 10 off in this spot? I think it's pretty normal, actually. I think it's okay to do. Like every, We're all deep enough, not hugely deep, but I think we're deep enough, and he's already got some money in there. Uh, Jack 10 plays... Pretty well multi-way. He is admittedly going to be out of position to three players most of the time because now he's super inviting the big yeah. line to come in. Um, if he folded, I wouldn't think it was terrible by any means. I think it would be fine, yeah. too. But I think a call, especially when you're Alex Foxen, where you're like, I can figure everything out. I'm probably better than everyone. Now, he th- I'm sure he thinks he's better than Adamo. I don't, Adamo probably disagrees. Yeah. But whatever. A Foxen probably thinks he's the best player at the table and probably has been and maybe still is. But... Uh, he probably thinks he can figure everything out. And so that makes it, that gives him a little more leeway, I think, to make this call with this hand when it's this cheap, specifically, and they're this deep. What do you think? Yeah, I, I kind of agree. It's just, I don't often find myself making this call, I think. No, it, I, I mean, do you find, if, if you're in an event you care about and you're in the small blind, this scenario? If we're deep enough, I call, you know, if, if we're 200 blinds deep, if it's like level one, it's a pretty easy call, right? Sure. Um, we're obviously not in that spot. Well, yeah, we're under 50. Uh, that makes it less awesome. Foxen, though, is... Uh, yeah, he's deep, but Klein is the effective stack. Right, 50. but Adamo's got 70 blinds, doesn't he? Yeah. One of these guys. So, like, so, so, we're, so that's fine. Like, it doesn't have to be the smallest stack here. Like, it, it hurts a little bit as far as playability. Okay, but the fact that Adamo's got 70 blinds is, is like a stack that we can also be looking to extract right. value from. Right, right, but obviously the smallest stack does affect playability in multi-way hands. It does. Of yeah. course it does. But, the, but if there's like, for example, if someone opens and it's got 40 blinds and then a, th- a guy with 300 blinds calls, we can call with a lot of hands if we have 300 blinds also, right? I, yes, I agree. Like, like you're, you're talking about implied odds only, though, right? I am. Yeah. I am. So I'm, I'm just saying there's, there's more to it. But I, but I agree with you. Of course it changes the playability because Klein may make bigger bets and be more all in Klein's, and stuff like that. Klein's presence makes the hand more likely to be shut down before you can do whatever the thing is you want to do. That's, that's not incorrect. Yeah. That's not incorrect. Anyway, I don't disagree that it's it's like a hmm, oh fox and called there. I think yeah. it is, but I don't think it's like a geez. Fox no, I agree. Called I agree. I think it's it's a borderline spot, and it's one of those spots that I haven't really thought about that much, and I often just default towards folding. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe that's wrong. I mean, if we're suited, obviously we're called. Of course. Right? So of course. 
Speaking of suited, Bonomo with 1.36 million in the big blind has 10-6 of clubs. Easy call. Easy. Closing the action 20K more. Pot's 155K. That's how many times you're going to retweet stuff about nitrogen sports because you're going to love it so much. You're going to do it all in one day. Yeah. It's going to be really exhausting for everybody else. Hard on your wrist. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Also, really, really bad. Not advised, but what is advised is using the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up for Nitrogen because that's how you get access to our cool shit. Yeah, we got it going on on Nitrogen. They should have a section labeled cool shit for poker guys people. Yeah. They should. Maybe they're working on it now that they've heard this. This little thing we're doing here? It's possible they're working on it. That would be great because there is cool shit for Poker Guys people. Every month there's our monthly tournament. There's always an overlay. They've structured it such that it is guaranteed to be an overlay, a big overlay, thousands of dollars added into the prize pool by Nitrogen. It's a pretty nice deal. They also do stuff for you every once in a while, like March Madness things where they throw money in, free buy-in for you. Same thing with uh, NFL Survivor Pools. It's just stuff to do. Yeah. Also, of course, they have sports betting. They have casino games. It's Bitcoin only, so you get your money in fast. You get your money out fast. 90 minutes, no waiting when it comes to nitrogen. It's the shit, y'all. It's, it's the shit. Is that the new nitrogen saying? It's the newest yeah. nitrogen saying. It's the shit, y'all. You have to say, yeah. You can't really finish that. You can't put the L's on the end of it. It's the shit, yeah. The shit, like yeah. Like you're saying, yeah, but you're also saying, y'all. You're doing both at the same time. Try it. The shit, yeah, y'all. No. You're a disappointment to your family. <laughs> okay, moving on. Wow, I feel like... <laughs> yeah. I, I don't feel like that was the correct level of insult for this, this scenario. Well, you know that I've worked with children, right, for many, many years before sure. I became a poker guy uh, as I worked with... Which we should really, to, uh, we should really examine spectrum. that from, like, a governmental level. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe for another show. Okay. Maybe a, but, um, like, that's, you know, this is one of the ways I really learned to motivate the kids. And and the parents. Just just telling them who they're a disappointment to. <laughs> it works great. Yeah. <laughs> We're, like if if the family thing doesn't work, do you go to Santa Claus? They're like your disappointment oh, is Santa Claus. That works more on the on the parents than the kids, surprisingly enough. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they're like, Santa Claus is real? And then they get really upset. Yeah, because they've been just shitting the bed as far as being naughty or nice for well, the past twenty five years yeah, or whatever. And as told by the fact that they haven't gotten any fucking gifts that they haven't themselves paid for for the last twenty five years. Point. It's pretty obvious that someone up there doesn't this like them and that PS- is Santa Claus. This is a good PSA because I've ob- obviously no Santa Claus is real because I get a gift. Yeah. Honestly not every year. But like because it's hard as an adult to continue to to stay off the naughty be, list. Be nice, yeah. Yeah. But but like two thirds of the year I get a gift. So if you never get a gift from Santa, then like maybe re examine what you're doing in life. Yeah, and, and this whole, like, oh, Santa isn't real thing, that's just the lies the media's been telling you. I mean, it's to protect you, really, because you yeah. you don't want to be shown by, like, this unimpeachably wonderful entity that he doesn't like you very much. Well, that you've been bad. Yeah. But the good news is this. Every year, you wipe the slate clean. Charlie Manson gets gifts from Santa Claus now, well, before he died, yeah. because, you know, in prison... They, they kept him in solitary confinement, and there was a year or two where, I have this on pretty good authority, he was an all right guy. <laughs> wow. Here we go again. <laughs> right on the edge. Let's get canceled. Okay. That's the plan. It's always the lovey yeah, plan. Is, sorry can we that. get canceled? Just can we praise Charlie Manson? Just do it. I didn't praise. I said he was an all right guy in solitary confinement for a year or two. And I only have that on, a, on good authority. I don't I don't know. <laughs> Did some, I, did, some people are saying. Did I dig my way out of it? Are, are you doing as some people are saying? <laughs> yeah, I think I am. I think okay. I am. That's a classic. Yeah. So, some people are saying that you you beat your wife. <laughs> What's your response? <laughs> wow. You know. 
Yeah, cool. Thanks. Um, anyway, let's move Ooh. along. That was funny. All right. All right. So 155K is in the pot. Yeah. Nitrogen sports, by the way. Oh, my God. Go ahead. We had finished that ad a long time ago, didn't <laughs> yeah, we? Yeah, we, we're done. Yeah. But, you know. Sorry, nitrogen. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they've now been tied to things that they wouldn't want to be tied to. Moving on. Okay. 155K in the pot. Yeah. Flop is Jack of Spades, Eight of Spades, Nine of Hearts. If you don't remember, this is a pretty connected board for these guys, yeah. except for Adamo, who has Ace Queen with no spades. Uh, Klein's got nine ten of spades, so he's got middle pair and an open ended straight flush draw. That's pretty. That's strong. Signif. We're willing to put a lot of money in with this hand. Alex right Foxen now. has top pair and a straight draw. Also, Justin Bonomo has a straight draw. I mean, how about that? Everyone's got the open ender, and. Uh, the non-Justin Bonomos of the world also have some other pretty good stuff working with it. Especially Bill Klein. Yep. But, you know, Foxen's ahead right now. He is. He is. He's going to check, though. Okay. That makes sense. You have an argument for leading, or you just want to check all the time? I think I want to check all the time. Like, we don't... One thing I don't want is to get blown off this hand, you know? And uh, if someone's got spades, they might decide to raise. They could. They could make our life. Maybe we don't get blown off the hand, but we could, we could play a really big pot. I don't think we want to play a really big pot yeah. yet. I mean, Queen 10 is a possibility for any of these players. Also, better jacks, which just won't fold if we yeah. bet anyway. Like, we have, a good, we have a really good hand that I think right now, if it checks through, we should bet a lot of turns, you know? But I think this plays wonderfully as a check call. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. seven ten also could be in any of these players' hands, I think. Uh, maybe not Bill Klein, right? Maybe, maybe suited, not. A, maybe I don't know if Adamo or yeah, Bill maybe. Klein can have seven ten suited. Yeah, maybe not. But certainly uh, Bonwell can. Yeah, have it. as we see, as ten six suited. Bonwell checks. Yeah, he's just got the open ender. He's probably wants to see what happens here. Yeah, four ways. It's tough to do much four ways. This is an auto bet for Klein, right? He just has so much going on on this board. He wants to build a pot. Yeah, like he's really happy to get raised. I think if he gets raised, he could look to to re-raise a lot of the time. Yeah, um, and just be like. Whatever comes, comes. Like, what, I, there's nothing you have that I can really be that afraid of. Well, I guess you get a queen 10 exactly, but I block it. Straights are pretty bad for Klein. Sure. They're, they're not great. He basically just has a flush draw in that case. Well, he has chop outs, too. Well, depending. Uh, yeah, chop outs. Uh, if, always if a queen to yeah. chop, and sometimes a seven to chop also. Sometimes. Um, but all the spades are good no matter what. And we could be up against other spades, and so we're ahead. We could be up against flush draw, or straight draws, and we're ahead. We could, there's just too many. This is just the hand that's got so much working that I, I think we just don't worry about it. Yeah? You think it's a go with it and not, not you never call if you get raised? I think it depends on who's raising and what other, whatever. If it just, if, let's say Foxen raises us yeah. and everyone else is out of the hand. I guess because we have a pair, we could also just call. The problem is, of course, if we get there, it may be hard to get more value. This is my concern. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like raising, taking the... If we get, if we get a fold, we're kind of happy with a fold. Even though we have a pair, we're still also kind of happy with a fold. Because like, if we just call, we might get blown off the hand eventually. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, my, that's my, one of my fears. Is by the river, if we go brick, brick, we may, be, we may have to fold, and we could still be ahead. Yeah. You know? And also by raising now, we could also fold out hands that are currently ahead of us. I think that's possible. That um, would have that would raise. Yeah, like what? Bad two pairs. So eight nine specifically. Eight nine maybe. Yeah, I don't know if Jack nine can really fold. Right. Yeah. I don't even know if eight nine can actually fold. Yeah, raise folding eight nine feels like a strange play. It's unlikely Foxen would ever raise a hand like Ace Jack, right? Yes. I mean, I know. Well, Foxen does some weird stuff. But Klein decided to bet into yeah. 
it's like it's, it makes such, it's just such an easy call with yeah. base jack there. Yeah, it's hard to come up with very many hands we can fold out that are better. But but equity wise, we could fold out like nut flush draws maybe if we put a big enough raise back in. We have great equity against nut flush draw. That's true, but we don't mind to fold either. Yeah, we don't. We don't. Like it's got all spades. It's got seven spades and three aces to beat us. It's got ten outs twice. It's got less than seven spades because we have the straight flush outs. Okay, it's got less. It's got five spades. Yeah. Ooh, it's got eight outs, so it's like an open ender against us. Still, it's like 33%. We don't yeah. mind folding it out. Well, we have redraws, and so it's less than 33, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Point, point being, this is a good hand, and we're will- I, I'm really willing to mix it up with this. Yes, hand. I am too. And you, sh- and you should be. Yeah. Anyway, claim bet 60K. Okay. Um, sure, got to bet. 16 to 155. Do you think you should bet more? Because I there's do. so many players. So many players, and this is a wet board that actually is better for them than for us. Yeah. So we're supposed to bet more. We could bet like 115. I yeah. Feel. I think so. We're supposed to bet more than half pot here for sure. Yeah. This but might I, just be like Klein not really being a pro. It could be. It could also be that he feels like my image is such that if I bet the way I would quote normally see bet on other, like a King XX board, King Deuce Deuce board or something. Um, these guys may feel like they can take advantage of me. I might get more raises. I might induce more stuff. And this is a hand I never have to be afraid of any of that stuff with. It seems like a little too much to ascribe here, but yeah. why not? Why I, not, Bill I Klein? Think it's you just, got a mustache now. I think it's just Bill Klein making a slight, yeah. like a, a slight error in yeah. fundamentals because he's not a pro like these I guys. I think you're right. I think yeah. he's just betting. This is what he would bet. This is his C betting size, give or take, and isn't adjusting to situations enough. Yeah, and board it. textures. Yeah. Um, anyway, he bet 60K. Adamo folds his ace queen. Of makes course. sense. Fox. I mean, he's got overs in a gut shot, but... Yeah, but there's no spade. If, maybe if he had the ace of spades. Also, he's got two guys behind and him. And he does not have a gut shot. So, he has ace read queen. the board, buddy. Doesn't he have ace-queen? Yep. The flop is jack-eight-nine? Uh-huh. A 10 doesn't make him a gut shot? doesn't make him a straight. Oh, you're right. I should you read the board. You were so sure of yourself. I was. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Well... You know what? What? You've disappointed your whole family. <laughs> but not Santa Claus. <laughs> no, Santa Claus is... No, he's thinking about it. It's okay. He doesn't get disappointed anyway. He just puts you on whatever list you go on. To him, it's all just another day at the office. Yeah, he's an AI. He doesn't care. Anyway. Anyway. Yes, you're right. He has a gut shot. I was thinking he needed a 10 for there to be a gut shot. But of course, the 8 being there achieves the gut shot. My bad. You made me look back at the board to make sure I was right. I know. so confident. I was. I felt that in that moment that I was yeah. right. Yeah. And We've all been there. I was By wrong. we, I mean you and me. We've yeah. all been there many times. Super confident and wrong. Anyway. Yep. Anyway, he does fold. I actually get the fold even with the gut shot. Me too. Me too. With, like you said, the two spades, the two guys behind him, it's not a great spot. It is not. Um, but if he called, I wouldn't think that much of it. I no, say. but like a queen is not really a great card. No, no. It's mostly, well, you call and you hope the two guys behind you fold. Yeah. And now we hope either Klein checks or we improve. Right. And it's, uh, if we're heads up, I think he's always calling, right? Probably. But two guys behind him, he's like, nah. Yeah. Anyway, this is why he's so good. Moving on. Foxen's going to call as we speculated. Of course, of course he is. like what else would he do? Yeah. Um, Bonomo's going to call. Yeah. When you're Bonomo, do you think that a lot of the time that you get there, you're going to chop? This is a real concern, I think. Yeah. And it sort of sucks, but like we can't play 10 6 suited to flop an open ender and be able to call relatively cheaply, closing the action on the flop to just fold, I think. I agree. It would be really nice if there was one club at least. Oh, you God. Know? It would be so much nicer. But we're like, you know, chopping's okay, and hopefully we can play, keep this pot small. Like, it's only three blinds right now. Yeah. You know? is it, no, it's four blinds, excuse me. Yeah, four blinds. Time. But still, that's relatively cheap. And uh, the problem is, of course, every time we improve, it's almost impossible to get action. Except from chops. 
Right. Yeah. Right. But getting action, that, getting good action, action we want. I guess if the client has a set, we can bet and get action. But of course, we need to lead then into him. Yeah. When the card comes, he may find a, fo- like, it's not a great spot. It is not, but I think you're right. The price is a little too good. I wonder what if it would be different if Klein had bet 115. Like I know Foxen would still right. call. I wonder if Bonomo would decide to fold for 115. It's a different spot. Yeah, I could see him. I could see him deciding to let it go. Well, that's a point in Bill Klein's favor because he definitely wants Bonomo's hand in there. Oh my gosh, yes. yes, he wants Bonomo to put that 60k in there. It's a there's almost no way for Bonomo to beat him in this hand. Yeah, it's like running sixes only and yeah. not without the six of spades. He's got yeah. hit perfect, perfect. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So I guess if Bonomo would have folded to 115, Klein chose the right size compared to us. We were wrong. I guess so. Just like me about that gut shot. Yep. All right. Pot's 335K. I did not write down the turn card because, you know. I'm I know it. what it was. I remember it. It's a seven of spades. Seven of spades. Because who could forget that? Yeah. That makes everybody everything. Bill Klein now has a straight flush because he's got the 10 nine of spades. It makes Bill Klein everything and the other guys. Uh, well, it makes. Okay, you're right. It makes should, them straight. They should be wary straights. Yeah, of course. Obviously. Of course. But they both make a straight. It is the best card. Well, I guess the Queen of Spades is... is almost, no, this is a better card than the Queen of Spades. Why is that? Because King 10 is not, is not, a, is not a problem. Wait. Why would that be a problem? Well, Queen 10 is a problem anyway. It's all the same. Okay. It's all the same. There's no problems for Klein. He has no, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about for the other guys. I'm, ah. trying, to th- I'm trying to come up with the least scary straight card. It's pretty much all the same. Yeah. Although the thing is, yeah, Klein can have Queen 10, so it's all the same. It is. Okay. Uh, anyway, the point is, it's, it's quite a card. Indeed. The seven of spades is quite a card. Holy moly. So, all right, you're Alex Foxen. You're first. You just made a straight. Got to check. Feels like you got to check, right? I think, if the it, spades. I think if it were a non-spade, I think it's a pretty clear bet, actually. I think we have to we lead a lot. We understand everyone's going to fold a lot. That's yeah. okay. They're, they're mostly going to check everything worse anyway. Right. And like if someone, if someone has two pair or a set, Bill Klein specifically having They'll a call. set, yeah. he's going to call and we have to get value out of that. Yeah. And if he has aces, he's probably not paying off no matter what we do. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. But it's a spade, so I think we cannot bet. I agree. So Fox and checks. Yeah. Same story for Bonham mostly. A little bit less so, but still this feels like the same story, right? Right. I mean, what do we think Bill Klein's betting range on the flop is? This is hard to, to parse because... We saw Bill Klein betting with a hand that was kind of like, a, why would you bet this hand in the last hand we did with Bill yeah. Klein? So maybe his betting range is a lot wider on this flop than, than we would want it to be. Maybe he includes like ace-nine suited and stuff I'm like that. I'm concerned that that's true, that, that he's betting that, he's betting over pairs on this flop. I don't know if that's true, but I'm concerned. And if that's the case, he's got a lot of hands here that are going to check back when we really don't want to give a but free But most of spade. those are probably going to fold if we just lead. Yeah, but we don't want to give a free spade to both players. True. I don't hate a bet here. Now that, now that um, Foxen's checked, that gives us a little bit more room. Like, Foxen has to worry about Bonomo. Bonomo can worry about Foxen less anyway. Obviously, Foxen still will have some, some spades some of the time, but less so when he checks, right? But it's a, it becomes a clear bet fold for Bonomo if either player raises. I think you're right. And, of course, these guys are capable of raising with just the naked ace of spades. Yeah. So that's a reason to check. I think we should exercise caution here and try to... This is like... I know it's a straight, which gets people excited in No Limit Hold'em, but like, I think we should treat it like a marginal showdownable hand and try to reach showdown as cheaply as possible. Um, right now. Yeah. If it checks through and Fox and checks again on the river and it's a brick, I think we can bet for yes. value. Yes, yes. But right now, I, I think we should be looking to call and not looking to raise or anything crazy like that. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, this is like a big spot. We're all pretty deep. We'd hate to play either a big hand here when we're in trouble, like we are, or, and we'd also hate to 
play a hand where we put chips in and fold the best hand, right? Because, which could happen against because the guys. nut blocker is clear and obvious to make the play. Yeah, but also we can't call anyway because there's too many hands that actually beat us out well, there. Well, we're sitting there, we're like we're losing to queen ten, we're losing to chops, and we're losing to chops with the big ace ten with the, you know eight with the ace of spades could decide to raise sometimes yeah. to get us off the chop and be free rolling us. Yeah, I mean it's bad no matter what. There's yeah. a lot of bad spots here. Queen yeah. ten with the queen of spades. Any time with a spade, yeah, it's a problem for us. So, yeah, I, I I think I like a check too. Ultimately, so does Justin. That's what okay. he does. Well, he's the number two all time, yeah, tournament winning player. As Klein, you just absolutely have to bet, right? I mean, checking would be the most amateurish thing in the world. Let's talk about why. I agree with you. Let's okay, go ahead. Why. The most obvious thing for me is okay. A lot of people check, and the amateurs mostly. I agree. Yeah. Do it because they're afraid of losing their opponents here, right? Of course. There's no other defense. reason to check, obviously. Right. You have the nuts. We, we have the nuts, and we, in theory, like to build as big a pot as possible. The thing is, on a board like this, if your opponents are folding their turn, they're usually going to fold the river, too, almost no matter what comes. I guess the jack could pair, and maybe you can get a little bit of action on a trip jacks, but not much. Yeah. So what you have to hope for instead is that someone has a good second-best hand here and try and build a big pot. Right, yeah. so like there are some obvious good second best hands, like the ones we're against, like these. Also, all the spades; those are also very strong second best hands. I mean, you just have to try and build a pot here because if we can successfully get called on the turn, we can often get called on the river. Yep. And holy, and you can see with the hands these guys have, what a mistake it would be to check here when we can build a big pot. Right. Bottomo could have a hand like Jack Seven, also, which we'd probably feel obligated to call, um, assuming we don't bet too big. Yeah. He might. I don't know if he would or not, because we know Foxen's probably not going to fold. So. Right, but if Foxen folded, he would at least. Um, yeah, I think that's right. With two pair, because yeah. you could say, well, Klein might have the ace of spades and is yeah. barreling here. Yeah. It's not crazy. Um, yeah, but so you just have to get as much value as you can. Do you think there are sizes that are going to fold out these types of hands? These, like, I think spades are obviously not folding no matter what. Of course not. Is, is there a size you can choose that'll fold out a 10 in bottom of seat if Foxen folds? I mean, nothing that's reasonable. No, re- there's no reason. So we should bet big. Yeah, we should bet big because because we're trying to because we're targeting straights plus. Right, we're not getting called by a one pair hand at this point, and maybe not two pair hands. Maybe yeah, maybe we can get called by ace jack with the ace of spades. Yeah, fine. Yeah, but, and maybe it'll make a play at us. But that would probably have a binary decision against sizing anyway, unless it was yeah. Exorbitant. It's probably just going to feel like it has to call. So I think Klein might make another sizing mistake here. Oh, it goes pretty small. It's not small, but it's not what I want to bet. You okay. bet 140 into 335, and I just oh, feel like you can get small. more. That feels really small to me. Yeah. That's like 40, not even 40% of the pot. Like, we should size it up here. Uh, I think we can bet 60% of the pot easily, comfortably. I think we can get up to 75% without scaring away that range. I would worry that about for the overcall. Not that I mean, tar- trying to target two straights is crazy. Yeah. You're only trying to target. Yeah. You figure you're only getting one call. Of course, anyway. you're expecting to yeah. be heads up. So you're right. Um, the thing, the only concern is if we bet too much, is Foxen going to find a, a crazy fold? If because he's worried about Bonomo behind him, could could Foxen fold a straight? Is Maybe the that'd be the only reason not to size it up so much. Sixty does feel safe. Feels like you're going to get called by at the same frequency as forty. I, I just don't know what Foxen's doing with. Let's say the hand he has, if yeah. we go 75% and bottom up behind him. I just don't know. That's fair. But I do, I do want to go bigger than this. Me too. Me too. 140. I mean, it's obviously strong to bet no matter what, so we might as well try to get the most value that we can. Let's bet at least 200K. And yeah. just, anyway, I think anywhere 200, 250 is fine. Right? We can absolutely have just the naked ace of spades. Ace queen with the ace of spades. We might have bet yeah. the flop with the overs in the gutter. We turn the nut flush draw, and we're like, let's, I mean, what else am I going to do? 
I don't want to just take a free card here. I can. This is a good scare card, actually, to get these guys off of a bunch of one-pair type hands mm-hmm. and even two-pair type hands. Um, so it's, re- it's reasonable. I, yeah, I think we should bomb it a little bit more than this. Well, it bets 140. Okay. So be it. Foxen can't fold, although is uncomfortable. Can he fold? I don't think so. Yeah. Like, we figure a lot of the time we call them bottom of folds, right? Like, almost always. Almost always, yeah. And so, and it's only 140, which is good in that way. If we call him Bonomo doesn't fold, we can start to reevaluate this whole. Like, we don't have to put more chips in after that. Because yeah. Bonomo calling is a really bad sign for us, right? Yeah, that's two pair plus. I mean, it could be Ace Jack with the Ace of Spades. Sure, but he's going to squeeze that preflop sometimes. Yep. It, could be, it could be the Ace of Spades with a pair or a straight. Yeah. Or straight. Um, but it's not a great spot, obviously. No. Uh, hopefully, I think we, we call here with the hope that. A brick comes on the river and it checks through, <laughs> mostly. That is or, the or, I guess, or I guess Bonomo can fold, of course. We know it's unlikely for Bonomo to fold because he's actually holding it straight. And we know it's unlikely Bill Klein's ever going to check the nuts. In fact, yeah. it's, he's not allowed to. The immortal nuts, actually. He can't, he, there's yes. no hand that can beat him at this point. That is correct. Um, so Foxen's going to have some tough spots because clearly Bonomo is very unlikely to fold. And, of course, Bill Klein will put another barrel in. But that'll be fun to see what he does. So Foxen calls. I think he has to call. All right. Now we're at Bonomo. This is a tricky spot now. Like, obviously, we're not raising. No. We Can we raise. consider folding this hand? Let's talk it through. Like, what are, what are the outcomes? Sometimes we talk about the types of outcomes that occur based on ICM and stuff like that, and it creates a different scenario. But in this situation, we can think purely about the gameplay. What are the actual outcomes that occur as far as our chip EV in this pot against our opponent's ranges. Yeah. And it, it feels really capped as far as upside. Well, part of it, I'm sure what you're referring to is that when we don't lose the pot, we often chop the pot, yes. especially with Alex. Yeah. Right. Like Bill Klein can have whatever Bill Klein can have the ace queen with the ace of spades. Yes. Alex kind of can't right at this point. I don't think he's probably three betting that preflop anyway. Oh, of course he is. Yeah. yeah. But whatever ace hard to come up with anything else that would make sense yeah. there. Um, I guess you can have ace-10 with the ace of spades that he does not three bets sometimes. Maybe. Um, but, yeah, there you go. We're chopping. Yeah. We're, we're chopping that. And getting free-rolled, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's not good. Um, okay, so, we, so the problem, so the cap part of it is just that we're, when we, when we win the pot, we often cut it in half. There is no scenario in my mind that can occur that we can get a value bet in on the river oh, yeah. and win the hand. We're never get, we're, we're, we can't even plan to value bet no matter what the river is, yeah. I think, at this point. Right. I think uh, whatever the river is, we have to check and kind of hope it checks through. If it checks through, then we know we're beating Bill mm-hmm. and then we have a shot at beating Alex, but we often chop with Alex, right? Because yeah. what else is Alex calling with? He could have a two-pair type hand, but he's going to raise those Seems on the flop a lot. so unlikely. Yeah. He has to have seven, eight suited or something. Well, no, is he even going to call that? On oh, the he, flop? He might, he's probably calling that on the flop, actually. He is. Probably. I think so. If it's, it's cheap. if it's of hearts, at least. Maybe not if it's not of hearts. I don't know. Maybe you're right. It's a really dynamic board on that flop. Huh. Okay. As Justin, so we're making a lot of cases where we should consider folding. Let's go the other way for a second. Okay. Let, why, why should we call? Well, we have a very, very strong hand that is often best. Mm, we have a nominally strong hand. I wouldn't call it a very, okay. very strong hand. You're right. You're right. That's true. It's, it sounds stronger than it is. Yeah. Right? Sometimes, though, sometimes someone like... Uh, can Fox never have, like, Queen Jack with the Queen of Spades in his hand? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, we're really hoping at this point. I, I understand. But I'm saying Bill Klein can just have the Ace of Spades. 
was whatever. And Fox and can I'm just thinking there are scenarios where we are winning the whole pot. When we get lucky as hell and we're just dancing between the raindrops of probabilities of our Agreed. opponent's hands. Agreed. Um, this is also one of those spots where, like, look, because we know Bill Klein's got the nuts, you and I know he's betting the river. Yeah. Like, there's no card they can ever come where he's not going to bet the river if these guys check. And how could these guys do anything but check to him, right? Of course. Spoiler alert, they're both going to check to him. Bill Klein's going to bet the river. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Um, I guess I gave something away there, but yeah. who, who cares? Um, so, as Bonomo, we also have to start to think about, like, okay, if I call, a brick comes on the river, and Klein bets again, and, and fucking Fox and calls... What am I doing then? Am I calling again? I can't imagine calling. If we're not going to call there, which I kind of agree, that seems like not a good idea, then is it a great idea to call now? It doesn't it, feel like it. It just feels like there's not geez. a lot. I mean, obviously... You, you worry about being too tight You here. don't play every hand for maximum upside. Yeah. Like Sometimes you just have to play for a straight chip EV. Yeah. Um, the upside's obviously not there. It just it has to be a perfect scenario. Now Klein is one to continue betting in spots where other players may not. That helps. That, so that helps a little bit. Fox and calling is pretty scary. It is tough to think of two pair combos that he gets here with based on all of his previous decisions. I mean, I feel like we're really onto that King Jack with the King of Spades type of spot to like that we have to root for, which so, admittedly is I don't know how often. So then we have to remove that hand from Bill Klein's range because obviously Foxen would have it. Yep. And that, re- that reduces the amount of Bill Klein hands that are good for us. Yep. We, well, for us to be in a great spot, we need them both to have a big spade in their hand, I think. Yeah. Most of the time. Otherwise, it's... Or Bill Klein... No, Bill Klein's never continuing with the set here. He's never betting a set on the turn. Don't think so. No way. And to two players on that card? No. That's the worst card in the deck for us. The set. blinds? Yeah, both the blinds. It's a horrible idea. Yeah. Uh, so, huh. at the same point, it does feel pretty pretty strange to throw away we got there we called the flop hit our straight and we're just going to throw it away for seven blinds or whatever it is that does feel pretty strange to do closing the action admittedly yeah. when we can reevaluate the river also we do have like we have there's going to be more opportunities to reevaluate if, if need be you know it feels nitty but it feels right to me to fold yeah. i want to fold i i think at the time uh nick shulman who's was doing the commentary expected Bonomo to fold. Like, until he was talking, thinking Bonomo was going to fold the whole thing, and then Bonomo chooses, I'll just, since I already spoiled it, it doesn't fold. Yeah. And uh, he was surprised, for sure. I'm surprised, too. But, obviously, is better than Nick Schulman and better than us. I mean, we know he's better than Nick Schulman. Yeah. We don't know. He's better than us. I've never, pl- the only thing I've ever played with Justin Bonomo is a Chinese poker. So, I can't, I can't speak to his ability. Who and- was better at that? He was definitely better. <laughs> There's no question he was better at me. Okay. Better than me at Chinese poker. So. Not open face? Or? No, this is before open face. It oh, was that sounds so boring. It wasn't at the time. It was exciting. It's all we had. Yeah. You know, it's like when there were three channels on the television. This is before your time. But trust me, there were three channels on the television at one point, And we were excited to have that. You know? Sure. It just feels... You don't know what you're not, missing. Not to go on a big tangent. I haven't played open face Chinese for quite a while. But it was such a monumental leap in fun for that game yeah. to go from just like no information, just make the best hand you can, maybe try to do your best to understand what your opponent is aiming for on each street. But like playing open face is so much more fun. Of course it is. But yeah. at the time, before there was open face, Chinese poker was hot. Remember? Yeah. Everyone was excited about it. Everyone was talking about it. Everyone was playing it. I played it a lot. So did Justin Panamo. Yeah. And he was better than me. Okay, there. I said it. I said it. He's probably better than you at tournament 
know him uh, at He home probably home. is, but I'm saying we don't know. <laughs> right. We don't know. <laughs> like we said, like we said, career earnings is a bad metric. Exactly. So. I don't know how much he's in for. <laughs> okay, he's won $55 million. Maybe he's in for $55.1 million and he's a career loser. Justin, I'm just saying. We he's don't gonna, know. Yeah. That's anyway. Good. All right. Enough of that. Let's get back to the real life, Anyway, he real makes world. the call. Okay. I wonder if this is like a he would sometimes fold two type of thing. Look, it can't be that bad to make this call, right? Yeah. This is like, it'd be, it's, it's probably super marginal in both directions. Like where like calling is maybe slightly bad. Yeah. Folding is maybe slightly good, but it just can't be that awful. Right, to do I this, agree. Right? And the pot is not insignificant. Even to get half of it is okay. Yeah. So, but again, if we're Justin, I think like you were saying, we have to really strongly consider like, What's our plan on the river if it goes check, check, bet, call? Like, can we ever call that? I, I think, think not. I think our hope is that it checks through. Yeah. Like, that's our big hope. Yeah. But it's true. I mean, Fox and putting more chips in at any point is really bad for us. That's the worst case. Now, we know that we see the hands. That's not true. Yeah. But, it, but from Justin's point of view, I would have to be most afraid of Fox and ever putting chips in this pot again because it's really hard for us to call if he does that. Mm-hmm. Klein at least can have other stuff yep. comparatively. All right, let's go to the river. Let's do this. 755000 in the pot. These two top players are drawing dead. Yep. River's the nine of diamonds. Pairs the board. Okay. But does not change anything. Might change perceptions of ranges. You know, there's now some things to be scared of if you have a straight that weren't already there. I suppose. I mean, Bill Klein, I guess, probably never has a full house. I don't think how he, I don't see how he can have a full house. Yeah. Unless he's just Bill Kleining it and betting all the turns that he has any Even value Bill on. Klein can't do it. Yeah. I don't believe it. So Foxton and Bonomo, neither of these guys can bet, right? We already talked about that. No, it's gotten worse for them. Yeah. There's no chance they can bet. I think they're just going to check and be like, Bill Klein, for God's sake, check, please. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Foxton's already hating it now that Bonomo's called behind him, right? He's like, cool, I'm chopping so much now. Mm -hmm. Like, this sucks. Yep. Right. Yep. All right. Klein's going to bet. He has a pretty easy sizing choice because he's got 465 back. And they're seven fifty five in the pot. Ah, so that's why he was trying to go smaller. Nope he could have he could have gone bigger and still had an even easier yeah. shove. Maybe he's trying to make it look like he wasn't so committed to the pot or something. But at this size, it still. I looks think he like, just my best guess is he autopiloted the size. Yeah, and it was a little bit off. You're probably right. Anyway, okay, he's got an easy shove. He moves in. Good job. All right, Alex Fox has to fold. Right, like, I don't see how he could ever call with Bonomo behind him. Yeah, without Bonomo behind him, I think he probably is going to call, but probably. But with Bono behind him, this, is a, this feels like an easy fold, and you're like, oh, I hate that I called the turn now because I just have to fold the river. Like we were saying, if Bonomo, if, if Foxen were to call this bet, now Bonomo's in that same spot of like, jeez, yeah. no, this is terrible. Now I'm guaranteed at, at best chopping, Yep, and I have to fold. All right, now it's on Bonomo. Here we go. Here we are. This is the spot that is maybe the most nightmarish possible of, of all the scenarios. Like, it's easy if Foxen calls. Oh, yeah. No, you, this is one of those where you kind of wish... I mean, whatever. If you get to win, it's good. And at least it's Bill Klein who can show up with weird stuff. That part's good. There's a lot of thoughts percolating in my head about Bonomo's situation right now. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to get them all out before some of them leave. But go for that's it. Just how just start gonna, talking. That's just how it's going to go. Um, my first thought is regarding Bill Klein's range, what he, what he thinks a value hand is and what he's actually going to do this with. Yeah. And how low does that go? So that, that should really inform us of how many hands we should be worried about. And then, of course, we have to decide which hands he's bluffing with. Um, and I'm wondering if Bill Klein's going to bet small flushes like this. I'm not sure if he is, because Bonomo, of all players, is the most likely to have a full house at this point. I just don't know if anyone really has a full house at this point. Maybe Bonomo, no, because like, what, what full house is Bonomo? Bonomo called two pair on the turn when we were, we were thinking a, a straight is 
probably supposed to be a fold. It feels so thin. Two pair feels almost better than a straight. Like at least you can well, improve to beat a flush. But with four outs only, you're gonna yeah. put in. I just, I just don't think he's gonna do it. I don't, I don't believe anyone can really have a full house. I could be wrong. I'll acknowledge this. But sorry, okay. I don't, you, you said you have a lot of thoughts. I don't mean to like. No, 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 it's, it's a, a podcast of two people. You're allowed to chime in. I just don't want to block all the stuff before it leaves. It's your okay. Head. It's okay. It's probably a lot of it's probably bad anyway. Okay. Um, well, so, yeah. But uh, I think we can agree probably yeah. that. If full houses are possible, Bonomo is the most likely candidate to have. Yes, I think that is absolutely clearly true. So that, and like, I don't know exactly how Bill Klein thinks, but I think he might be a little bit more afraid of a full house than you would be um, in okay. Bill Klein's seat if he, if he had a flush. I believe with Bill Klein's stack size, if he had the nut flush, he would, he would shove the nut. Okay, what about if he had the four or five of spades? Do you think he would shove the Right, nut? that's your question, isn't it? Um, maybe not. Maybe not. If the nut flush feels like an easy shove yeah. to me. I don't, maybe the king high flush is also an easy shove. But after that, I don't know. Queen is getting... I don't think the four or five of spades is a shove. I think we just check it back and hope we win. Yeah. We win a lot. We worry about getting action from worse hands anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that... Just, we saw Fox already folded straight. It's going to be interesting to talk about Justin's decision, right? Okay. So, yeah, I, think, I, I don't think he has small flushes. Right, I'm so agreeing with you. Then the other piece that I was thinking about is where does Bonmo fit in his distribution? And... My immediate conclusion surprised me, which was that he's pretty high, even though mm-hmm. he's, I don't think his distribution is very big. But I think um, if he does have a full house somehow, I think he might be betting the river himself with some frequency. Yes, I think you're probably right. Yeah. Because there's going to be so many checkbacks yeah. from Bill Klein. Bill Klein made a straight on the turn. Is he going to shove the river three no, ways? No, I don't I'm, think so. I don't even know if he's betting the turn. Right. But if somehow he did, we know he's willing to bet a little weird. Feels like he's going to have to check back a straight yeah. almost always. So if full houses aren't part of our range at all is Bonomo. Right. I guess maybe we have some flushes, but the good ones are probably getting raised on the turn. I mean, what we have is we have straights that have a spade in them, and that's what we don't have here. Yes. That's the thing that, that that's, the, that's the part of our range. That's, that's where we're not at the top of our distribution. Yeah. Beyond that, I think you're, pro- I guess we could have baby flushes ourselves or, or smaller flushes. Yeah that we decide to play carefully on the turn instead of raising. Would we do that? If we had the five, six of spades, when we check the turn and it goes bet call, would we actually just call or would we, would we put more we money in? I think we would probably raise. I think we'd raise a lot, right? Because yeah. like, it's a vulnerable spot. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, Klein, a, it's, a raise, sh- it's a raise fold, but it's... Well, Klein's short enough that we're going to... It's only Foxen can even yeah. do anything to us. Yeah. Um, I think we'd probably raise. Because also, how are we going to get more money in anyway if we don't, right? Because it's going to check through a lot otherwise. Yeah. So I say, I say these two pieces of it because I don't want to get them out because those things both lead me more towards thinking a call is okay yeah. than I, my initial hit, which is like watching the sense like Bill Klein always fucking has it. Like hmm. he's always got it and you got to fold like is what it feels like. It's not a heads up hand throughout. It's not like right. the Klein Adamo hand we did where Adamo made the hero call with Queens, right? Correct. Correct. Klein bet into three opponents on the flop, two opponents on the turn and two opponents on the river. I mean, he's supposed to have it. Let me say something, though, on the other side. Okay. Because I don't know if you've used, cleared out the whole file there. but I, I've cleared out the stuff that I remembered. Good so enough. So the stuff that got cleared out without being said is also cleared out. This is like memento with you. <laughs> have have I told of, you this before? There's lots of tattoos. <laughs> so um, here's the thing from Justin's point of view, which would make me not want to throw my hand away. Bill Klein's story is, except there's only a few hands that really fit into this story. And the only hands that I think obviously fit into the story are the big flushes plus. 
Yeah. And by plus, I don't mean full houses because I don't see how no, he has any full He doesn't have any full houses. The fact that the, it goes seven of spades and then the board pairs on the river and he can go bet into two players, bet into two players makes you think like, how are you supposed to have it, man? All right. Let's be generous with Klein's bluffs. Good. And then we can be more reasonable about okay. it. Let's do these combos. Okay. All right. So he's got ace, deuce of spades. Like these are the value combos. Okay. Ace, deuce of spades, ace, three of spades, ace, four of spades, ace, five of spades, ace, six of spades, ace, seven of spades. Uh, the eight of spades on the board, is that correct? Yes, because it's a straight flush. Right. Um, I, yeah, no ace seven of spades either, right? Oh, the seven, you're, you're right. So, but ace ten of spades. Yes. Uh, ace queen of spades and ace king of spades. Yep. So that's that's eight. Eight, we're at eight right now. Yep. He's, he's then got king ten of spades. That's nine. Uh, king queen of spades. Ten. All right. Then we've got nine ten of spades. Eleven. Yeah. So 11 combos of clear value that he would probably play this way. Uh, maybe queen tennis spades for 12. Okay, queen tennis spades. We'll give him queen tennis spades. So we've got too. 12 there. Okay, 12. 12, right. 12 that seemed really straightforward. All right, and then the bluffs are his ace-x of, with the ace of spades. I think we have to at least make it have something to do with the board. I not, think that's not fine. like ace-four. So ace-queen with the ace of spades is the obvious one, right? Yeah. That's a super obvious one. So that's three combos. Yeah, it's not a lot. Uh, Ace-king with the ace of spades, I guess maybe, but I don't think he's betting the flop. It seems hard to believe he'd bet the flop. So ace-ten with the ace of spades, though. Yep, so then we're chopping with that hand. We're not yeah. beating that hand. But That's at least uh, two combos from our perspective because we're right. the ten of clubs. And we're only chopping anyway. Yeah. So it's not ideal. But at least the pot's kind of big. Like, we're yeah. putting in, what is it, 350 to win, like, almost that much. Yeah. So that's good. 465. And then if we're being generous, we can also give him king-queen with the king of spades. I think we can. Okay. I think that's fine. So another three combos there. Yep. Would he ever take a hand like ace-jack with the ace of spades, king-jack with the king of spades, and turn that into a bluff? Like he bets the flop and with top pair, gets called, turns the nut or second nut flush draw, decides to bet again, trying to just like power through this thing, which is, I know sounds weird, but we saw him kind of do the same thing with ace-jack against Adamo. I know yeah, it's, it's three-handed. It's three-handed, and this board really hits the blinds. I don't disagree. Um, but then here he is on the river, and he's like, obviously, I'm no good. They both called. But I've got the ace of spades in my hand, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to barrel away here. Or the king of spades in my hand. I'm going to barrel away. I think if we're being generous, we can give him two total combos. Okay, that. that sounds fine. So we're up to five. Five, if we're bluff. If we're saying he's always going for the bluff, which I'm not sure he is. I don't know if he is at all. That seems and I think he's imagine. always going for the value. I think so. I think you're right. So we had, what, 13 value? 13 versus five, and the five are not always going for it, and right. the 13 are. Do, are there any other weird things he might show up with here that we're beating? Well, let's ask that question. I can't think of anything reasonable. Are there chops ever? I don't think so. Unless he has the ace-10 with the ace of spades, and he's actually trying to get us off a chop because he feels he's, he's either free-rolling yeah, it. maybe that. Maybe. Okay, but that's the only chop. Two combos. Could he have... Now, this is too advanced for Klein, probably, but also, also a little bit not part of his opening range. Ace seven with the ace of spades. So, like, he blocks full houses and he blocks the nut flush. But, he, but he's turning trips into a bluff. Well, it's no, it's trip nines. It'd be trip nines. Oh, it's nine. Yeah. So it'd be ace nine with the ace of spades. Okay. I guess that's more possible, I guess. That, oh, he can definitely have that. Would he turn trips into a bluff? It feels like a lot. Yeah. Uh, 
would you turn trips into a bluff there? If it just goes check, check, you're like, I'm losing a lot, but I must win at least a little bit, right? I, prob- I probably wouldn't. I would probably just check. I'm like, isn't my hand just a little too good to do this crazy thing? Yeah. Can I even get straights to fold? Pl- straights plus to fold anyway? I don't know. It feels, All right. feels like a bad so idea. So if we're being generous with the bluffs, let's do the math with the generous bluffs. Okay, great. So then we're 13 to 5 value yep. to bluffs. So it's 435 to win four, it's, like uh, 1,200? Four, four, 465 okay. to win. Like 1.2? tell you in a second. 1.22. Okay. So that is getting the right odds if he's doing all yeah, the bluffs this way. because we need about three way. to one. Yeah. yeah. If he's doing all the bluffs this way, we're, we're barely getting the right odds, but we are. Yeah. Okay, There's... if we're Bonomo and we're sitting there, maybe we think, I have to allow a small amount of just Bill Klein loss his mind. Because it's Bill Klein, and we've seen him do a little but bit of losing his mind. that's easily canceled out by the, he can't have all five combos of those Agreed. bluffs. Agreed. Giving him all five combos of the bluffs feels like way too generous. Yeah. In practice, probably he's got two to three max. If it's if it's three, obviously we're not getting the right price. Right. If it's two, we're clearly not getting yeah. the right price. So I guess we're supposed to fold this fucking hand. Yeah, it feels like it. Now there's the one external factor from the hand that is a slight benefit to the call is the times that you win, you reduce the field to six, and you're closer to the money. Oh, that's a slight, but not enough. I yeah. don't think. Isn't like if we were going to make this call, reduce the field to four, so we're right in the bubble and be the chip leader or one of the big chip leaders where we can now bully everyone. That feels like that makes more sense to me. But like six, like we're so far away. And that with this field, it's going to take hours. You know? Yeah, we just can't. We can't be making the call for that reason. And it's not one of those spots where the outcomes are is like wildly advantageous for Bonomo if he calls and wins compared to his stack if he folds. Like he's still going to have over a million. Yeah. At, at the 15K big blind level. That's really good. It's really maneuverable. You know, it's fine. Yeah. Gosh, so I guess he's supposed to fold this fucking it feels. Hand. It feels like if you're there in the moment and you don't take enough time to do what we just did, Yeah, I could see sitting there and being like, his story does not make a lot of sense to me. Like, and often that's enough to call. Yeah. Right? You're just like, the, board, the, the seven of spades came and then the board came and he just went bet, bet into both of those spots without the nut flush. How easy is that to do? That's really hard to do. But the nut flush is a lot of combos. It is a lot of combos, and he can and have he, all of them. And he bet into so many players. I know. And the board is so all over their ranges. I know. I, my guess is Justin takes a while to think about this. Yeah. Does count out the call and does put the chips in. Yep, makes the call. And I don't know how much of the video you watch, but when Bill Klein turns over, Justin is really kind of upset just hmm. that he made the call, and it was like such, it's such a blow to his stack. He's yeah. Like, he's really emotional about it. You ah. know, like... Um, maybe it just gets emotional about all these spots. Yeah. It's possible. I watched Adrian Mateos do the same thing uh, mm. last night when I was watching a WSOP final table. Um, it makes these big calls, loses, and it's like really a, looks a little wrecked for, you know, just like 30 seconds. Yeah. But like looks a little wrecked. Um, these guys really expect so much of themselves. They have such high standards. Yeah. And, you know, I, I would guess this is supposed to be a fold based on every, all the work we just did. Yeah. Um, probably Justin, if he takes all the time, would get there too, but in the moment, it's so. This is such a results-based emotional reaction, you know, when he puts the money in and loses, where he's like, "Oh," and then you can really see all the reasons why it's bad. Yeah, you know, as soon as you call and you're wrong, but if you call and you're right, you can see all the reasons why it's good. This right. is one of the things that makes poker so hard to be good at. I think is people make decisions, get immediate feedback, which is where they make a bad decision but get good feedback on that bad mm-hmm. decision, and then keep doing those kinds of things, and then they are ultimately not effective, optim- optimal players. Right. Yeah, rare. It seems like a rare mistake by Justin Bonomo here. It does, but oh, but a a forgi- it's a forgivable mistake. Obviously, it's not. It's not egregious. That said, 
all the plays for him besides pre-flop were at least a little bit marginal. Yeah. Like we, we thought he really did have to call the flop with the yeah. open ender, but it's not a great spot. Right. Already. Hard to get more money when you get there mm-hmm. without chopping. It's just not a great spot. And then the turn, it's like, probably has to call, but uh, maybe he can find a fold there. And here we are again, probably has to fold, but it's not. Uh, I worry that I would find this call and not, not do enough of the work in the moment because you only have so much time. Yeah. You know, you got those time extensions and you run out of those pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. They give you nine, I think, for the whole day. You know, they're 30 seconds each. Or you so. would find a call. Well, the board paired and he bet again. I'd be like, what do you have? Come yeah. on, Bill Klein. Yeah. yeah. Of course I would call. Yeah. Jonathan Levy calls. Yeah. They never have it. Except for Bill Klein. Well, that's, that's unlucky for me. But ultimately, Bonomo did better than Klein in the tournament. Bonomo finished the second. Yeah. Makes uh, $2 million. Pretty good. Bill Klein does not cash. In fact, if you listen to our Michael Adamo Bill Klein hand from a week ago. Something, I don't know, maybe. That's the hand where he got completely wrecked. He kind of did it to himself. Yep. It's a pretty great hand. Pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. If you haven't heard it, you should definitely listen to it. Yeah. So check that out. Also, if you want to talk about this hand... Join us on Discord. That link is right there in the description. Indeed. We'll have some fun there. All right. See you there. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm going to be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it home.